0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Rain On Your Parade. Man, I wish I had some opening music for you guys to hear, but I don't. Um, and I wish you guys could see my house, like I want to do a tour of, like a Christmas tour of like all my Christmas decorations. Um, today we're going to be talking about holiday movies. Um, you know, we covered a lot of scary movies and Halloween movies. Um, I don't think Halloween's not really a holiday, um, because the word holiday comes from holy day, and I don't think it's a holy day, but, um, which, you know, Thanksgiving's not either, it's when people celebrate genocide, so, you know, um, I mean, if we're being honest, and let me get that out of the way, we're gonna be talking about Thanksgiving movies and shows and things, And I do not approve of Thanksgiving as a thing. I wish it would go away because I'm Native American and even if I wasn't, it's like, why are we celebrating genocide? And like the whole Thanksgiving story is fake. Um, Let's just get that out of the way. Like, I'm, you know, not pro Thanksgiving. I think it's just as bad as Columbus Day, almost. Um, Because most people don't celebrate... Thanksgiving, like, Christopher Glama's day, like, you're celebrating the man who did the bad things, <laughs> like, all the bad stuff, like, he did a lot of bad stuff, and I don't think anything he did was good, and, um, Thanksgiving is, like, nobody is celebrating because, nobody's really celebrating because, you know, or most people don't really celebrate Thanksgiving as a way to celebrate, like, the actual beginning of you know, because it didn't even start then. You know, they're like, let's celebrate the first Thanksgiving feast. And it's like, even when people tell that fable, which is a myth and a lie, that's not what most people are doing. They're eating and watching football, you know, they're not actually focusing on the actual things, which you can say the same for a lot of stuff. But anyway, that's why. Um, in my opinion, like, there are no good Thanksgiving movies. I mean, as far as, like, Halloween movies and Christmas movies, there's such an array of things people can do. Like, with Christmas movies, you know, you can have a Christmas movie that's based on Jesus' birth, which is what I am into. But you can also have a Christmas movie about Santa Claus. You know, or you can have Christmas movies about family. or Like, there's so many options. You know what I mean? With Thanksgiving, it's like... The only good Thanksgiving movies or shows... There are no movies, you know, Thanksgiving movies that are good. Um, you don't have Thanksgiving specials. Even, like, the Snoopy one is, like, not that entertaining. Um, I don't like it. I love the Snoopy versions of everything. Like, the Easter and... You know, Halloween and Christmas, but I don't like Snoopy's Thanksgiving, which I don't really like Thanksgiving stuff, but it's like you can't really do much. And the only thing in a movie that's relatable or relates to Thanksgiving that's good is an Adam's family <laughs> because of Wednesday. And it's like, I don't care if she's not Native. She is allowed, you know, she's, she's an unofficial member of the tribe whichever one, you know, all of them because she stood up for what was right. You know what I mean? Like she's allowed to sit with us. You know, <laughs> like that that's allowed. She's great. And of course she didn't choose it's like people are like people get mad that this is appropriation cuz she's wearing. I'm like she's not wearing that outfit to look cute. She didn't choose that outfit. She's like being forced by this stupid camp, you know and they were being completely racist like the counselors and stuff like if you actually sit and watch that movie and how they were acting it's like we brought them civilized you know we made them civilized because they were savages and blah 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 and it's like no no you know Wednesday had had enough she was like this is bullcrap and she knew what she was talking about like these Adams kids do not go to public school and their parents just teach them stuff and they're doing a great job. I think the grandmother is, like, the one that teaches, homeschools them, and it's, like, she's doing a good job. Like, she's telling them the actual truth. Um, so that's one that's, like, that's not a Thanksgiving movie, but, like, um, they have that one scene and it's just fantastic. Um, that whole situation that's fantastic she's like everything Wednesday Adam says and that is just like yes that's so wonderful but <clears throat> then you know aside from that everything sucks when they talk about or they try to talk about the original Thanksgiving and even like I've never seen anything good that's like a Thanksgiving episode of something except for two shows Two shows always come through and have good ones, and that is Friends and Bob's Burgers. And the reason is because those things do not celebrate well. Oh, and Gilmore Girls, and Gilmore Girls actually has Luke. <laughs> the Gilmore Girls Thanksgiving episodes um, call attention to things that you know, um, Luke. You know, Luke is straight up awesome. Like, he's me. <laughs> like, I, he's so much like me. But he was like, you know, yeah, we're celebrating the fact that, you know, Native Americans got their land stolen. Like, he's sarcastic about it. He's, like, not happy. You know, like, he's, like, calling it out. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> it's just, yeah. And um, I'm like, so good. Good for him. Luke just, yeah. <laughs> and um, so... And one of the things about Gilmore Girls, it always feels like it's fall there. And, like, the fact that, like, they make it a thing, like, realistic. They're not celebrating Thanksgiving as much as, like, just the show is having them experience it. And it's not like the show's, like, celebrating it. They're more, like, experiencing it. And, um, I like that. And with Friends and Bob's Burgers, like, they each have their own way of, like... With Friends, it's a little iffy, but it's also, like... They are not... It's not about Thanksgiving. It's about, like... Them trying to do the things. Like, like, again, like, they're experiencing the day. They're not exactly celebrating it. You know what I mean? They're not basing it on, like let's celebrate the meaning of this day. They're they're like, let's get through this. (laughs) And also we like food, you know, with all three of them, it's all about the food and the like actual traditions that people have, like within their families or friends. And like, that's the only reason anybody likes Thanksgiving. Now Like people are like, you can't take Thanksgiving away. I have so many memories. You don't have any personal ties to Thanksgiving as a day. What you have is memories of your own family and your own personal traditions. Like, it's, you can't tell me that you like Thanksgiving because it's Thanksgiving. Because of the actual, like, you know, <laughs> genocide of Native Americans. Like, are you really celebrating the genocide? Like, is that what you're doing? Like, because <laughs> that's what it's based on. People having a dinner, celebrating a genocide. Like, so... <laughs> surely that's not what you're actually celebrating but most people, why they feel emotionally connected to Thanksgiving is because of the memories from their past Thanksgivings that they've been alive, you know it's more about that, and that's why Friends understands that, and so does like, Bob's Burgers, because it's like they're not trying to make it about Thanksgiving, they're trying to make it about like the individual characters' personalities like Monica is the cook, she's the chef, so, like, she's gonna be, you know, they keep it within their own style of things and characters of who they are. Like, Bob. Like, the only reason that Bob's Burgers even makes a big deal out of Thanksgiving episodes, I think, is because Bob is a chef. You know? And so he's always, like, you know. And... Bob's Burgers knows how to do things. Like they know how to make things interesting. Like they had that one episode of Thanksgiving that was like the pecking order, where all the turkeys got loose, the Wonder Wharf, and like a turkey actually attacked. Like the t- turkeys were attacking, like in the birds. Like it was so amazing. And they have these individual, like these. Things that no one else does or thinks of, and so it's like, of course they're gonna do a good job because they always do. Um, friends is okay, but only because I feel nostalgic towards friends Thanksgiving episodes because of that's what I used to watch, you know on Thanksgiving, and that's it. <laughs> like I don't even know if I'd like those episodes if I hadn't watched it growing up. I don't even think I would like Friends. I don't know if I would like Friends or not if I didn't feel nostalgic about it. But, you know, I'll never know (laughs) because I do. But I'm I'm not necessarily, like, saying it's the best show ever, but, like, (sighs) a lot of what people like about it is the nostalgia of it. and um but at least they understand like nobody wants to watch a thanksgiving episode about like thanksgiving traditions and things and even like okay hey arnold does it okay hey arnold is a little bit okay with the thanksgiving episodes because um, that's another show that always gets things right regardless um And Harrell hey never shots away from real things. Like, he doesn't have a good Thanksgiving, you know, because his grandma's, you know, she doesn't remember things right. So she celebrates Thanksgiving by basically acting like it's the 4th of July, you know, <laughs> like, she's kind of out of her mind. And, like, it's cute of her, like, it's, <laughs> that's who she is. That's what she's dealing with. But he just wants a normal Thanksgiving and, like, Helga's life sucks. So she's complaining about how she can't have a normal Thanksgiving. And, like, there's they just team up. And, like, that's the episode I remember most of Hey Arnold that was Thanksgiving. And it's like, this is not happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> this is, like, challenges of Thanksgiving. And that's how Hey Arnold does everything. Like, Hey Arnold have has, like, you know, Christmas episodes where things don't go right. You know, and there's a happy ending, but it feels more real. You know, his his problems and solutions are so much deeper than most cartoons. They're like actual problems and I just really respect that cartoon a lot Um, just in general and um, so I didn't expect less from them (laughs) but mostly when I think of Thanksgiving episodes that are good like actually good to, that I want to watch them, you know, <laughs> like specifically to get me in the mood for like the fall season. I think of Gilmore Girls and Friends and, you know, possibly Bob's Burgers. There's also one where like, uh, they had to put on a Thanksgiving play and Louise knows if the play sucks and it gets canceled, they'll go home half a day. They'll get get to go home for half a day. And, uh, so she makes one like, this really gruesome, terrible play that she thinks will offend everybody and it does, it does do that but she's just trying to get home like a half a, a half a day she's just trying to get a half a day off of school which is so Louise, you know and um she ends up like like getting like turkey guts all over the audience and they're like raw and it's like blood everywhere and it's like terribly like gory and gross and zeke like gets sick you know because of it it's just really great (laughs) but um yeah so but i think that anybody making anything you know a show about thanksgiving has to remember that people don't like thanksgiving because of the actual meaning behind it people like it because it's what they grew up with and if you if we took away thanksgiving forever like and just was like hey how about on this random day and you know it doesn't matter what you're celebrating it's just the people like to gather you know and a lot of people don't really like it that much because it It's kind of not that great of a holiday. Because it's like all you do is get together and eat. And that's it. (laughs) And so it's like. It's kind of pointless. And you're celebrating a genocide. (laughs) You know. So it's like. Instead of that. How about. It's like. It's like. It's like. Practice for Christmas. Is what it is actually. (laughs) It's like people practicing for Christmas. And. um, It's kind of just pointless in my opinion I think we could do without it I don't think it's necessary um I think if people wanted to they could have I mean it would take a lot more effort but like have monthly gatherings with their family or something you know if they really want to do that or friends you know but you know if you don't like it don't have it I don't some people don't even like that and they just feel obligated to like do it because their family's doing it and it's like you know you really don't have to do that if you don't want. I'm doing paintings. I've been painting and um it's my gift to my mom for Christmas is paintings several. I'm doing 14. Yeah, which I have these miniature canvases I didn't know what to do with. So I'm like, you know what? I have an idea. <laughs> I had an idea for it. So I'm just going to do this thing. That In case she listens to this, I'm not going to say what it is. But I don't think she'll listen to this. But I'm not going to say what I'm doing. But I'm doing this thing. It's paintings. I did one big painting and there's going to be 13 little tiny ones. They're like... I don't know, two inch by two, two by two canvases. that I'm like, what can I do with this? And then I realized I could do this certain thing. But anyway, I love Christmas. I have my Christmas tree up and I'm, I'm like freaking Christmas crazy. Like I love Christmas. But as far as Thanksgiving I'm not into it at all like it's it's kind of like the most depressing holiday there is aside from like Valentine's Day which I don't even care about but I don't like the colors I mean I like pink but pink and red together it just doesn't I don't know I'm just not happy about it um and with Christmas You can make things look Christmassy with like a bunch of different colors. You know, there's a blues and greens and pinks and you can use pretty much any color. And it looks like, you know, as long as you do it right, it looks Christmassy. My Christmas tree is like green with white flocking and it's covered completely in white with flocking. And then my ornaments are like a really light gold, like airbrushed gold and white. And, like, glittery gold. And, um, (laughs) like, the tree skirt is this really thick, like, woolly throw cover that I've wrapped around the bottom of it. And the garland around it is, like, really thick white wool. And so it just looks really fluffy and cozy. But at the same time, elegant. And I'm really happy about it. (laughs) Um, I just wish you guys could see it. But if you go to my Facebook, maybe you can. But anyway. um, Yeah, I just wanted to talk about Thanksgiving episodes. Thanksgiving itself kind of sucks. And that's why any show or movie that tries to be about the actual meaning behind it is going to suck. And the only things that work are like really, really, really good shows that do it right. And don't focus on like the actual meaning of Thanksgiving and they just focus on, like, the reason you like it is because of your family and your traditions with your family, and they understand that. And that's, that's pretty much it. Um, if anybody tries to stray from that, it usually ends up being a horrible idea. But, um, yeah, next I'm going to be talking about, like, Christmas movies and other, like, holiday movies, I guess. But mostly Christmas ones and, um, in general. But, um, not, not next episode, this episode, but like, you know, uh, I'm going to tell you my plans for my podcast for the rest of the year. Cause I'm going to do after this one, two more for the rest of the year. And I'm going to pick one Christmas movie to do just one. And I don't even know which one I might do a poll somewhere to ask people what they want me to do or whatever. Um, haven't picked one yet. I might do, I mean, I have a lot in mind. So I'm not even gonna say. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna list some maybe somewhere and do a poll, but maybe not. Maybe I'll just surprise everybody. I don't know. But I'm gonna do one Christmas movie. And then <laughs> I have a New Year's Eve movie that I'm going to cover. I might be doing that really, really close to New Year's Eve. That might even I might be podcasting on New Year's Eve because I don't know. I don't have any other plans so far. But I haven't seen this movie since I was an actual child and there's like I'm not a big fan of like New Year's Eve or New Year's Eve movies, but this one has several reasons why I wanted to cover it on podcasts, so I'm going to, but I don't even know if very many people have heard of this. Like most of the DVDs I could even find. Like it's not streaming anywhere or anything like that. But most of the DVDs I could find were even like 50-some dollars to get one DVD. And I'm like, I finally found it for cheap enough for my satisfaction. And I got it. So I'm like, I am one of the rare owners of this DVD. Even though the movie, I don't even remember how much it sucks. But I think it does a little bit. But it's just something different. And um, I can guarantee you there's probably not very many podcasts about this movie. So, (laughs) um, but for Christmas, I I don't know yet. There's so many that I love and there's a lot that I don't like, but it's not going to be like a Hallmark movie probably, but, (sighs) um, maybe pick one that a lot of people haven't seen or, you know, something that's not going to have a lot of people talking about it and why it's good, (laughs) you know, so, uh, anyway. That's going to be my last two of the year. The next two podcasts are going to be a Christmas movie. Not sure which one yet. And then a very special New Year's Eve movie that I've already picked out. And that's it for the rest of the year after this episode. So, um, <laughs> I got a few weeks. And, um, I already got my dad's Christmas present. I'm doing my mom's right now. And I don't even know if I'm going to get anybody else anything. Um, cause... You know, I'm trying to cut back on everything materialistic. You know, even, like, making people's gifts more than, like, buying them. Because I'm trying to simplify my life and be more minimal- minimalist. I cleaned out my closet, got rid of, like... I don't even know, like, huge... Like, f- four huge trash bags full of stuff. Like, the giant size trash bags, like... And then two small trash bags and... Now I know exactly how many shoes, pairs of shoes and purses I have. And I still have 13 purses and 25 pairs of shoes. And that's after cleaning out my closet. So it's like, I just have, you know, I never get rid of things. And I need to, like, I always, like, have trouble getting rid of stuff. Not a hoarder, but, like, I'm just like, oh, no, I want to keep that because it's special. But it's like, is it (laughs) really... like if I only got if I only kept the things I actually use on a daily basis I would have like almost nothing (laughs) you know what I mean so that's like I I could fit everything I have and like I mean like besides furniture you know like my tv or something but like I don't even care about my tv (laughs) you know what I mean like it has no sentimental value (sighs) so I don't know I'm just saying I just have so many books too and it's like i want to keep them and i don't have a problem with keeping books but it's like are you ever gonna read like a lot of these ever again but i might you know you never know but some of them i might get rid of i don't know but it's like ah just like looking at them like i've read all those books <laughs> it makes me feel like i've accomplished something you know and uh i don't know i have a lot on my to be read list too but it's whatever anyway um, yeah, I'm really happy about Christmas, Tom. And I'm happy to talk about Christmas movies coming up. Um, we're gonna take an ad break since I'm switching over from Thanksgiving to Christmas. And, um, enjoy the ad break. And I will be back. Hey, guys, I'm back. That was the ad break. It's been a few days, actually, since I recorded <laughs> the first half of this. But that's some stuff has been going on. Like I said, there's been a lot going on with me. But anyway, Um, right now I'm painting. I've been painting a lot, but actually I'm painting one of my Christmas presents to someone. So that's what I'm doing currently. And last night I looked up all the Christmas movies that exist at all. And like the thing I love about Christmas movies is there's like, like I said, I'm pretty sure... Um I said this, but there are like so many different genres within the Christmas movie thing. Um, you know, there's Christmas movies, but there's different subsets of Christmas movies, and there's like some movies that take place at Christmas time that are not necessarily Christmas movies like Die Hard. It's not about Christmas, it just takes place at that time. Um <clears throat> I'm not one to really consider those, like, actual Christmas movies. Um, even, like, Just Friends, if you haven't seen Just Friends, it's pretty funny, but it's a a little dated and, like, acting like, you know, Ryan Reynolds wears a fat suit and stuff, so it's like, that's not, that's not really appropriate. But, um, anyway, getting back to this whole thing, um, yeah, there's- Just several different and my favorite thing is like cartoon versions like Yogi's First Christmas is one of my favorite of all time. Like it's literally my favorite. It's just got everything. It's got all the feelings you know that I want to have. And the thing I love about it is they're in this like lodge like a ski lodge which I'm like that's like my favorite trope in anything is for people to be like gathered at like a a place like this. You know, like at a ski lodge or wherever. And it just makes me happy. um, When people are like gathered and everybody's like together. I actually had one my best friend when she got married. She got married at a lodge. And like this place was huge and beautiful. And everybody in the wedding party and then just several people who just wanted to. You know, spent the night there the night before the wedding. And, um, you know... We decorated the place like she got married inside the lodge and like the living room of the lodge and like she was going to have it outside, but honestly, and it rained and she was kind of disappointed. But I'm like, honestly, like I know some people who got married at the same lodge and they got married outside and like all their wedding pictures just look like they could be in a random field anywhere, you know, like, sorry, but they do. They just look like they could have been married in their own backyard because it's just outside and you can't tell. You know what it is you're just it's like just outside but anyway so there's that um but anyway yeah she got married in like the big open living room area of the lodge and it was just gorgeous but i love i love when people like do that when they have like i don't know a gathering of like everybody in a specific lodge and they all have to like stay there for a few days and that's like my dream (laughs) like for my entire family or friends or some group any group really um that I want to be around um I guess mostly it would be family because I I oh no I dropped my paintbrush but anyway yeah I just love that idea of like everybody having to stay even like snowed in at a place like I like it when things like that happen, <laughs> like a certain group on a show, like they get snowed in a place and it's, you know, not necessarily like the mist or anything where people are actually stuffed there, about like something terrible, but like just fun, you know? And, um, that's why I love the, you know, Yogi's First Christmas is my favorite. And, um, I'll, one of my favorite, you know, but, um, some things I don't like, like, I don't necessarily not like Home Alone, but like, I'm so kind of sick of it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of tired of Home Alone. Like, aren't we all a little bit? Like, I don't know. It's just kind of like, give me a break. Like I mean, it's it's like, is this really such a good movie, or is it just nostalgia? You know what I mean? Like, is it actually that good? I'm not a big fan, especially of the second one. Um, there's some moments in it that I like. I like some of the things about it, like how Kevin's like scared of that guy, but really he's the nice guy. And, you know, he he misjudges people, and I'm like. The Pigeon Lady in Hollywood 2, you know, he misjudged her. And, like, Tim Curry's in the second one, but so is Trump. So, it kind of balances out, like, how bad it is. Of course, they don't actually add Trump to the movie. He just, uh, made them let him be in the movie because they used his hotel. But anyway. <laughs> um, and that's, that was the price of, that was one of the things. If you're going to use any of his properties, he makes them let him be in the movie so he can pretend like he's like a movie star it's so dumb but anyway <laughs> they didn't actually want him there um so yeah there's that uh but tim curry is awesome and you know what like tim curry would have made an awesome grinch like if we're talking about home Alone 2 and like the scene where he smiles and they're playing mr grinch like the song um, Tim Curry, like, smile. It's like, he would barely need makeup to play a good Grinch, you know? And I'm not saying he should, they should do a remake of the movie because, gosh, no. Like, they need to stop making so many remakes of every movie. Um, But, and yeah, like, Jim Carrey's always perfect, like, in everything he does, pretty much, but Jim Carrey was perfect as a Grinch, but at the same time, Tim Curry would have been awesome, too. And, like, I would just enjoy seeing Tim Curry as the Grinch in like some sort of thing. Not necessarily a remake of the movie, but just like maybe one of those live things. I think they did that already for the Grinch and like Matthew uh, Morrison was the Grinch. And I'm just like, why? I mean, I like Matthew Morrison. I think he's talented, but mostly as a singer. (laughs) Not, Not as much as an actor. Sorry. But like he is a great singer. Like, he's super talented, but, you know, why the Grinch? I just, that just, I don't see him as the Grinch at all, but whatever. But, like, you know how they have Annie Love and they did, like, Grease Love and, like, if they they did the Grinch Love right, they would have Tim Curry be the Grinch. I just think so. I just think that would be great. Um, he needs to play the Grinch in some way, sometime, somehow. <laughs> Um, of course, I love Tim Curry, like, I just freaking love him, he's so great, but, he's especially good at playing, like, villainous, but, like, not super scary villainous, like, just more fun villains, you know? Um, if you haven't seen the movie Clue, I don't even know what's wrong with you, like, that's one of the main things I'm referring to, is, like, him and Clue, but, (laughs) anyway, So, we got that movie, um, those series of movies, and I've only seen the first two. I'm not going to watch any of the rest at all. But, um, I mean, honestly, it's not going to happen. But the ones I like are actually, like, that's varied, like, cartoons. One that's super good and doesn't have anything to do. I don't like many that, like, are about Santa Claus and how he's real. Um, there's a new movie, it's fairly new, it came out in the last few years, called The Christmas Chronicles, and it's kind of about how Santa's real, but, like, it's also about more stuff than that, like, within the movie. Like, this brother and sister have to deal with, like, their dad died and all this, and it's almost, like, what a good version of a Hallmark movie would be. <laughs> like, I feel like, you know, Hallmark movies, they have- something but like not anything good and I'm not including any of the Hallmark movies in this any of this like the Hallmark Christmas movies like they're things to have one in the background because they make it feel like Christmas in the house and that's it like they're not actually good movies um but I do like the ones that are almost like Disney Channel original movies even if they're not like um that one that's uh it's got Tyra Banks and it's like life-sized the christmas version of life size it's like the sequel 100 percent love it <laughs> i love anything like that um the things that are like for abc family or freeform or whatever or like even dis you can call it disney channel original movies i, d- I don't care i love them they're like my version of home run movies because i know they're not good but they're like they're so just this feeling you know like xenon like even if they're not a disney channel original movie if they have that feeling i like it and um one of those is um there's that one and then there's one that's a little less like that but it's kind of like that it's called uh holiday in handcuffs it's dorky and i know it's kind of bad but it's it's kind of good (laughs) you know what i mean like it's 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 kind of good and um it's enjoyable There's also a Christmas movie that I forgot about, and it's not not a Christmas movie, but it's, like, um, it's called Friends and Lovers, and it actually shows full frontal nudity of a man. Like, it really does, and it's called Friends and Lovers, and Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Like, it's just so randomly, like, casted, um, with people like him. And, uh... This one chick, she played Ashley on Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place. And nobody's heard of that, I'm sure. But just me. But, I mean, I don't know why I'm even referencing it, because nobody even knows hardly what that is. But, I liked it. <clears throat> That's where Ronald Reynolds got his start. But anyway. <laughs> um, Yeah, so, she's in it. It's called Friends and Lovers. I recommend the movie. Like, I definitely do. If you're, like, not for kids... And it's not really a like a Christmassy movie, but it is at Christmas, and they're like doing Christmas related things. Like that's why they're like the, it's it's kind of like a friends giving for Christmas because these people don't want to go home and see their families, so they want to hang out with their friends instead. not so for like one like a couple people, they're like brother and sister. Um, there's like a brother and sister that are friends. Basically, it's the show Friends, but like in a movie form (laughs) but it's a group of friends who don't want to go home and see their family for Christmas so instead they go to this like cabin like I said like the whole thing where they're all in this one like lodge ski lodge and this one character is like you know into girls he's like the player and uh he has this it's played by and yeah I just remembered who he was played by um (laughs) this womanizer character who and i'm sure the movie is probably problematic in a lot of ways but i don't remember i haven't seen it in a while but um (laughs) this character is played by stephen baldwin so (laughs) it's really entertaining and like um he has a supermodel like for a date he brings her as a date to the cabin and like they run into this like russian or something like ski instructor Who's played by Robert Downey Jr. And he has this like thick accent. (laughs) And um, she kind of like falls for him. Like the model does. And he he comes home with them To the cabin. And is like singing at the like piano. Which is awesome. Because Robert Downey Jr. is like an amazing singer. I just was like on TikTok. And this dude was like. Just now finding out how great a singer Jim Carrey is. But like. And he is. But I'm like seriously. Like don't miss out on that. But Robert Downey Jr. too, like he is a great singer Um, and he's singing Christmas carols at the piano but like he's still doing it in his like fake accent and I'm not gonna spoil the movie but like it's not important that it doesn't be spoiled because who cares? I mean it's not one of those movies where you care about being spoiled. But um <clears throat> he's only pretending to be like foreign whatever like Russian or whatever. Um, maybe it's Swedish I don't know but (laughs) his fake accent is so fake and it turns out he's just a dude from Jersey and he's like listen man you know like him and Stephen Baldwin are like vying for this supermodel and he's not even part of their friend group he's just a ski instructor they like met but um anyway he comes back to the cabin with them and it's just and they all get in like this hot tub and that's when like this one guy he He actually comes out, like, completely naked. And, like, it shows it on the movie. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was, like, a kid when I watched it the first time. Because I had weird uh, movie taste when I was a kid. Like, we watched, like, whatever. And, uh, (laughs) we had, like, no rules, kind of, when it came to, like, what we watched. But, um. Anyway. Yeah, that movie, Friends and Lovers, definitely recommend it. And, um, just, it's just fun, you know, and silly. So there's that, and then, uh, it's not necessarily a Christmas movie, but it is, like, it's not all, you know, sentimental, really. Um, But it is just, like, fun to watch. Anyway... So there's that, and uh, I forgot about it until like I was just now talking about it, like I literally haven't seen it in years, but you know, I recommend it, and um, painting at the moment too, (laughs) but anyway, um, what else i have a list like i got online last night and i made a entire list of like christmas movies and it's like i looked up the list of all the christmas movies in the world like it was like just a list of christmas all the christmas movies that exist and it had like everything like down to christmas specials which i love like you know like i said yogi's first christmas and like a Mickey's Christmas Carol, which that's not my favorite Christmas Carol, but it is kind of in a way because it's like the first one I ever saw. But definitely the best version of Christmas Carol is uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Just completely. Michael Caine is just amazing. Where and, and like I'm sure people know about this, but like he played it completely straight, even though it was like Muppets. He was like, I'm going to play it completely straight because this is the first thing... It's the only thing he he had acted in where his, like, either kids or grandkids, one, could, like, watch it. And so he wanted to play it straight to show, because he never could show them, like, his performance in a thing. And, um, this was something they could watch. And he, he wanted them to be able to do that. And, uh... Like actually see his performance and so that's why he played it completely straight. He didn't play it like Oh, I'm acting with a bunch of Muppets, you know He was just straight and I'm like that's great He played it completely straight and um I'm just happy about that and so What the heck man? Sorry painting and I messed up I got messed up a little bit but um yeah Michael Caine is amazing in that movie and I just wish people like I mean a lot of people know that but like it's just really good and you know Gonzo playing um Charles Dickens absolutely love it um I love that they added that and they add in like the actual words and they don't shy away from like because mickey's christmas carol i was listening for it because there's this one line that just really gets to me where um scrooge is like you know they can work the poor people can work in the poor houses and they're like some of them would rather die and he says um well then they'd better do it and decrease the surplus population and it's just such a sad line to me that somebody would say such a thing but it's also like you know, reminds me of reality where people act like that now. You know? And it's, like, really sad. I mean, people have always acted like that, but just thinking about certain types of people that actually say things like that and then expect you to believe that they're, like, have the moral high ground, but I'm not gonna get into politics. But, um, anyway, like, a lot of adaptions won't have that line because it's so bad. Like, the Mickey's Christmas Carol does not have him say that. And, um, So, yeah, I was like, the Muppets do, though. They, like, let him say that in the Muppets thing. And so, it's like, really, every time I try to paint this, I'm painting this area that's, like, not supposed to have color in it. Like, I'm trying to, no, I messed up so bad just now anyway sorry I'm like painting but anyway the Muppets Christmas Carol is like the best Christmas Carol that ever was and including any of the other ones like I don't even need to see them but I know I have seen like Mickey's Christmas Carol and it does have a special place to me because like I said it's the first Christmas Carol I ever watched but like the the Muppets Christmas Carol and I don't like Muppet movies like I really just I'm not a big fan of the Muppet movies any of them like the Muppets Take Manhattan or even like the adult Muppets in general like I used to like the cartoon the Muppet Babies but not a big Muppets fan um aside from like Muppet Babies (laughs) and so you know um it's not them really it's Michael Caine I think um He's doing a fantastic job. And that was my favorite, like, Christmas Carol movie. But, like, and it still is, really, technically. But, like, there was a movie on Hulu called The Man Who um, Indented Christmas. And it's not The Christmas Carol, but it's um, a movie about Charles Dickens when he wrote The Christmas Carol. Um, he wrote it in six weeks. Six weeks. And I'm an author, and it's, like... When I think about stuff like that, it just really blows my mind. It's like, how much that story has, is such an iconic story. And every time I think about it, it blows my mind that that's a thing. You know, that, that like, he wrote that in six weeks and like, just the entire idea of him doing that and just the impact that story had on everything, like... Just the world and it's kind of Like an homage like the movie the man who invented Christmas is kind of like an homage to his Actually kind of doing that, you know, like he kind of invented Christmas and he kind of invented this idea of like Christmas is a time to give and share and Really he was trying to make a commentary about you know greediness and um It was more supposed to be about that and uh than just christmas you know what i mean like it was about christmas but it was also like you know a point about you know poverty and um <clears throat> in the movie the man who had been in christmas he actually hears someone say that line you know like that's where he gets a line is he hears some rich guy be like you know he talks to this guy and he's like well they don't want to work at this Poor houses and he's like well you know they can they can get a job there if they don't want to be poor and like charles dickens is like well some of them would rather die sir and he's like well then they better hurry up and do it and decrease the surplus population and like charles dickens looks at him like you're a freaking monster which that's correct and um dickens always had a thing for like the poor which in the movie it kind of explains why and i think it's it's pretty much accurate a lot of the t- a lot of the movie is accurate and um it's just amazing uh and as a writer too they have a lot of stuff going on in the movie where it's just like this is exactly what it's like to be a writer it just exactly nailed it they nailed the process of being a writer um how you get to know characters and things like that it's so accurate and, um, <laughs> like, the frustration and the writer's block and the things, it's just, it's all very accurate. And, um, it's just such a good movie, and I highly recommend it to anybody, especially, like, writers or people interesting, interested in, like, how writers actually work, because most things about writers are not that accurate. They're like, oh, you you would be a good writer if you lived an exciting life. And I'm like, Not necessarily, (laughs) um, it has nothing to do with it actually, it's like, oh I have good stories from my life and it's like, but can you write them down? Can you make them sound interesting? Like you, that's not how storytelling works, like, telling a good story has nothing to do with, like, what the story is, like, you could have the greatest idea in the world for a good story, but if you're not good at telling it, it's gonna sound like crap. Um, But what most writers depend on, like if you're writing a story, is um, imagination. Even if you're like writing a true story, you know, you have to be able to tell it in a way that captures people's attention. You know, you can't just, you know, write down events and expect it to be like, Oh, I'm just gonna write down everything that happened and that's how you do it. It's like, that's not how it works (laughs) at all. But anyway, um the movie is just fantastic and uh the guy who plays charles dickens is dan stevens and when i first started watching it like i'm like i'm gonna watch this obviously because i freaking love charles dickens and uh christmas carol and when i started watching it and dan stevens comes out i'm like oh no (laughs) they make charles dickens hot (laughs) Because Dan Stevens is, you know, Beast from Beauty and the Beast, the live-action movie with Emma Watson. That guy. Like, the one that completely undid all our disappointment when Beast becomes a human. The one who was like, oh, finally, when he turns into a human, he's actually hotter than he was as a Beast. This is how it should have been all along. He should have looked like this. He looked perfect for that. But Dan Stevens is adorable. He's just adorable. And he looks like somebody who would be a Beast at some point. (laughs) He like actually growls in Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, I am into this. But anyway, um, <laughs> the man who invented Christmas is like one of the best. Um, the Christmas Chronicles. You know, there's here's a list of ones I like, and like, there's some that I kind of like that are just like I might watch them if I see them on like Hulu or something. But like, these are the ones that I'm like definitely gonna watch. And um, I'm gonna pick from these as the one Christmas movie that I talk about. We got Charlie Brown Christmas, which is amazing, and it has nothing to do with Santa Claus. Flintstone Christmas Carol, which I haven't seen it in a while, but I just kind of want to watch it. Garfield Christmas, like I said, it's just so realistic and good and sweet, and gar- and it's just if you haven't seen Garfield Christmas, I don't even know. All I Want for Christmas, which is a movie from, like, the early 90s. And it's got Thora Birch and uh, Ethan Embry. And I'm like, I just love them. And, um, I think it's got Lauren Bacall in it. Uh, it's got, it's, it's just early 90s, typical early 90s movie, which I always love. And I just remember watching it so much when I was a kid that, like, I haven't watched it in a while. But I think I'm going to this year. The Christmas Cottage, uh... Which is not only one, of, and it's uh, Thomas Kincaid's Christmas Cottage. Jared Padalecki plays Thomas Kincaid, and freaking Peter O'Toole is in it as Glenn Westman. Um, it's based on true story. Like there's different true stories mixed in there. Um, like Thomas Kincaid is a good writer. He was a good writer. Uh, he just was super talented dude. But anyway so that movie is so good like it's so good it's just so emotional and not only is it one of my favorite christmas movies but it's also one of my favorite movies in general because it's about art it talks about art it's mainly just about art it's more almost about art than christmas you know so it's like it's so good but in in like a good way you know it's not taking away from christmas but it's like and some of the lines in it, some of the quotes in it, like, oh my gosh, I tear up just thinking about it. But just freaking Peter O'Toole alone could make me love this movie because I freaking love Peter O'Toole. But like Peter O'Toole, Jared Padalecki, them two, the chemistry they have together, oh, it's a beautiful thing. And if you haven't seen this and you think, oh, it's Thomas and Cade, he seems like one of those conservative, I don't like whatever preconceived no- notions you have, like go watch the movie, like. It's actually super beautiful. It's super beautiful, and Peter O'Toole just nails it. And Jared Padalecki, like, if you like Supernatural, which thousands of people do, like Jared Padalecki nails this role, like nails it. He's it's like if you didn't know if he's a good actor or not when you watch this movie, like you all doubts will fade away. Like this is the first thing I watched him in that wasn't Gilmore Girls, where I kind of didn't like Dean as a character, and I watch this movie and I'm like, he is like super good at acting, and like his crying face. Is so realistic because he's trying not to it looks like he's trying not to cry which is what people should do but like in most movies they just let it flow because they're trying you know as actors they're trying to cry but like this looks like him trying not to cry and like Rami Malek's really good at that too but like <clears throat> Jared he just nails this movie and like freaking Peter O'Toole which what does he not nail but like them two and their chemistry is so, so spot on Like, it's so good. And, uh, Holiday in Handcuffs. That's, like, one of the movies that's kind of, like, silly. (coughs) Like, ABC Family, but, like, now it's Freeform. Like, Disney Channel original style of movie. It's almost, like, a Hallmark movie, but it's not as cheesy. It's, like, it's, like, got a weird theme to it. Like, she kidnaps this dude, and it's freaking Melissa Joan Hart. And, um oh what's his name you know uh what's his name you know slater from saved by the bell you know that guy mark consuela no that's uh what is his name oh my gosh i so know this i can't remember um let me look it up i have to look it up because he's obviously he makes the movie really good um he, he He's more than just, because he's gorgeous and it's like ridiculous, but he's not. Mario Lopez, Mario Lopez, yeah, it's this guy. Did you know he was on the Golden Girls like when he was a kid? But anyway, <laughs> Mario Lopez, he, he's actually fabulous. Like he's actually like good at acting, like actually. um, And this movie kind of proves it. And it's it's not a good, good movie, but it's like fun to watch. And it's, it's better, you know, than most of those Hallmark type movies, the silly, you know. Um, It stands out to me. It's like one of the better ones. Um, Then we got the Christmas Chronicles. Like I said, it's the second one. I just, I don't even remember if I like that or not. Like I didn't like it. It was so not at all. Like the first one, if you like the Christmas Chronicles, I don't even, the second one is so way far away from what that is because the Christmas Chronicles was in like the sort of realm of like trying to be realistic in a way that was like real life problems and the second one is just so far from that um the second one kind of just wanted to get into the lore of santa claus completely and that's all it's about pretty much you know how the first one made its own like santa claus lore and they all kind of do that like that's the only thing i like about the santa claus i freaking hate that movie and all the sequels Except for Martin Short, who I love regardless <laughs> as a person, because um, I just yeah, like I said, freaking uh, only murders in the building, Martin Short, yeah, that he's great. But I don't like the Santa Claus movies at all. But one thing I like about them is the like North Pole thing with the guy and all uh, the elf. What's his name? I can't remember Bernard. I love Bernard. I love the actor that plays Bernard. Like, 100% Bernard. Like, if this movie was about Bernard, I would be on board. The fact that they have, like, hot chocolate on demand, like, that whole thing, the North Pole, like, set up, that's great. But other than that, that movie, all the sequels, I don't like it. Um, but, all all like christmas movies that have to do with like Santa Claus being alive they all make up their own Santa lore which I've did it because I wrote a fan fiction like christmas episode of once upon a time which is like why would they not have that <laughs> why would they not like my version is like the perfect version of what they could have had at that time but now it won't work cuz like <laughs> it was within the show like a certain season and uh, it's too late now but anyway I'm going to watch Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer because it's a, you know. And there's a character on there, a man, that reminds me of somebody I know in real life. That's just like, it's so funny. Even the same color. No, I'm not even going to go there. But like, it's just like you, that's who, oh my gosh. But anyway, um, (laughs) that movie, you know, I don't have much to say about it. I'm sure if I just like watched it individually, I'd have a lot to say, but it's whatever um another thing that people need to watch is like what's better than mickey's christmas carol it's like really fun to watch is like mickey's once upon a christmas and twice upon a christmas those are fantastic like just in general to watch they just give you this great like christmas feeling it's got the gift to the magi version of like mickey and minnie and it's just great <sighs> those are just fun but always my favorite of any mickey thing is like goofy has the goofy and max their relationship is top tier for me for like the whole mickey crew like (laughs) they have the most realistic like relationship and bond and the most beautiful relationship and bond and i don't care what anybody says um there's also like little cartoons i want to watch it's like a pluto's pluto's christmas tree where like (laughs) freaking Chip and Dale are like in the tree and they bring it in and they're like in there and it's the cutest thing on earth but anyway I like watching silly stuff like that but those aren't really like you know things that I can talk about because they're just dumb um and then oh my gosh it's a wonderful life which technically you know it is a Christmas movie in a way but like barely like just the last few minutes of the movie actually take place that Christmas and it's not necessarily about Christmas. You know what I mean? Like it's not really about Christmas at all. Like it just the last day of the movie is Christmas Eve. You know what I mean? Like it's not necessarily a Christmas movie like actually. I mean is it about Christmas at all? In fact, like, even the plot has nothing to do with the fact that it's Christmas. Like, this could have been any day of the year. Like, (laughs) what happened was, like, uh, Uncle Billy lost the money. And, like, that's it. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's Christmas. Like, that could have happened on any day. And it's, like, Christmas Eve. And it's, like... I don't get why when they come, like, all gather at George's house, which I love it. I'm not knocking it. Like, it, should, it doesn't have to be a Christmas movie, but, like, I think it makes it better because it's, like, it's not exactly stuck in this genre. It's, like, actually outside of that genre, which kind of feel that way about Christmas Cottage, too, which Christmas Cottage has a lot to do with Christmas Tom and, like, some of the plot revolves around, like, the only reason Thomas is back home from college is because it's Christmas vacation, you know? But, like, and it's a lot realistic. I mean, The Christmas Cottage is, well, it's based on a true story. <laughs> like, it's all realistic. But, uh, <laughs> like, it's a wonderful life, which is realistic, too. But, like, almost none of the plot has anything to do with Christmas. And it's, like, this could be watched any time. And it's, like, good. It's a good movie. And, like, a lot of the stuff that's happening is, like, you know, we see George grow up you know cuz Clarence is seeing George grow up like we're seeing like him get to know George and um you know people are praying for him that's why Clarence is like assigned to him but um that actor like I'm not trying to diss the actor that played Clarence but like the scene where they're I can tell he's kind of nervous and new at acting or something because there's a scene like when he first saves When George first pulls him out of the water and they're in that little shack at the bridge, and they're drying off or whatever, George is saying things and like you know you're standing there with like one of the greatest actors of all time, Jimmy Stewart. And Jimmy is like doing, (laughs) Jimmy Stewart's just killing everything in that movie like he nails everything. Uh, But the actor that plays Clarence, it seems like in that scene he seems a little off. Like, he doesn't exactly know what to do. Like, he's almost like he's starstruck by Jimmy or, like, it seems like Jimmy's trying to pull a performance out of him that he's just really nervous about doing. And, like, I'm not trying to diss him, but it seems a little awkward at that point. And I'm like, I wish that guy would not have been nervous. It seems like he's just nervous, you know, but, like, because in other scenes, he's fine. Like, he does a good job, but he's not. You know, you have him, you gotta really pull out the big guns to act this out of Jimmy Stewart, you know what I mean? Like, it's gonna be a noticeable thing if you're not, like, at the top of your game. And, um, the rest of the cast does a fantastic job, especially freaking Donna Reed. Like, she's, she's amazing in that movie. Like, she is amazing in that movie. And every time I think about that, like, that's Donna Reed. Like, that D Donna Reed, like, Gilmore Girls. Um, there was a whole episode about her on Gilmore Girls. Um, but... The Donna Riccio. But, I mean, she's just glorious. And I have complaints also about this movie. Just because it's, like... I could go on and on. I could go on and on. And, like, I love the movie. But, like, the whole, like, alternate reality. Where if George had never existed... Like, <laughs> I don't necessarily have complaints about everything. Because it's, like, that... A lot of the stuff makes sense. Like, hadn't saved Harry... You know, like all this other stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. But, like, one thing that bothers me is like Mary's version of reality when George is not there because it's like she became an old maid and she didn't, you know, uh, find love and she works at the library. It's like, first of all, her life seems pretty sweet. Like, she's a librarian, she doesn't have to be bogged down by all these kids. Her life. You know, like, their house is falling apart, and they have sick kids, and they have kids to take care of, blah, blah, blah. Like, that kind of (laughs) sucks. You know what I mean? Like, her life seems better in the alternate reality (laughs) where George never existed. And, like, the only thing I can think of to make that seem okay is, like, the fact that, like, if George had never existed. Because I'm like, tell me why she wouldn't be, like, married to Sam White. Like, first of all, she doesn't need to be married and, like, becoming a librarian. And, like, why does she need glasses suddenly? But, like... That's not even bad stuff to happen to somebody. Like, oh no, she never got married and she works at the library. Like, that sounds awesome. She didn't have kids and she works at the library and she never got married. That sounds like my dream life. You know, but like, also, even if that was the problem and she's lonely, like, what the heck? Why would she have not married Sam Wainwright? Like, he wanted to marry her so bad. Or he would have married her, like... He liked her. It was fine. Like, her mom wanted her with Sam Wainwright. He was freaking rich. And, uh, Sam was a pretty good guy, too. Like, it's not like he was this bad guy that they had to deal with. He was, like, actually a good guy. Sam, like, helped him out a lot. In the end. Like, he gave them, like, what was it? Like, several thousand dollars? Like, ten thousand dollars at least, or something like that? Like, Sam Wainwright was really good, and, like, why wouldn't Mary have married him? Like, she almost... He was, like, the other that she was considering being with you know and her mom wanted her with him like why would she have not and the only thing that's like makes me okay with this like idea that this sucks for her is like the fact that like she's so sad because even if george had never existed they're such soulmates that even if he had never existed she still misses him Even if he has never existed. Like, her heart knows that he should have existed. You know, and that's kind of romantic. It's like a story I tell myself to make it make sense of why this is bad. But it's like, without him, she couldn't love Sam Wainwright. Even though George never existed, she's still loyal to George. Because that's how true their love is. That is kind of romantic. But, like, because I'm a romantic person. Like, just because I'm a feminist and don't you know i don't need to be married doesn't mean that i'm not into like actual true love because i do love true love but like when it's just like oh you have to be married you know that's the anti having to be married is like the most unromantic thing i can think of like oh i have to get married to just anybody who i can like that's the most unromantic and anti-love thing i can think of (laughs) like i like true love and so, the way I explain it to myself for when someone for life is like, the only thing that makes me care or like sad about this is like, she, her heart knows that George should have existed. Even if he never existed, she would still love him. Even if he never existed. And that's why her heart, somehow deep inside, knows that her soulmate didn't get to exist. And that's why she acts so depressed. And like, that's kind of like sweet. But really, I know. I know better. (laughs) I know that the movie was just like, oh no, the worst fate for her is that she never got married. And it's like, you know, I know that they're misogynist. I know that in reality. But like, in reality it's bad. (laughs) And like, I'm not saying like, oh, it's problematic, cancel the movie. But like, you know, (laughs) we can discuss things about the past movies that are problematic without being like, You know, we don't need people jumping in here being like, it's just a movie, don't da da -da. you're canceling it. No, I'm talking about it. You know, I love the movie, obviously. I mean, there's some problematic things about Jimmy Stewart, but I love him, you know, as an actor. I love all the movies I've ever seen him in. But anyway, (laughs) we can talk about things. (laughs) We can talk about things. That's what, you know. (sighs) Anyway. It is kind of problematic, and I know that the reason they made it like her bad fate was to not ever be married, it's like, that's ridiculous. (laughs) But, I am telling myself that it's like, you know, just as a headcanon, that the real reason is like, as the characters separate from what the writer's intention was, (laughs) the real reason is they're such soulmates that even if he never existed, she just loves him that much. And that is beautiful. That is sweet Um, because I have a line in one of my songs and it says uh, it's like a poem I wrote but it's like even if you never did or even if you stopped existing I would still love you I would still feel that something missing and I didn't write it because of this movie or like Mary as a character at all but it fits Um, that's what that whole idea is Like, even if you never existed I would feel like I would still feel love for you. And I would feel like something's missing because, you know, that's how deep, you know, that's like a romantic thought. Um, so if we think about it that way, that's not a headcanon for it. That makes it like less problematic and less cringy of like all the worst fate for her is not having a bunch of kids to take care of. And a husband that's grouchy all the time (laughs) seems pretty awesome to me. (laughs) Because he's pretty hard to deal with. I mean, you know. Because it's like, realistically, if it wasn't for the whole love thing, like, actually, realistically, like, first of all, her life (laughs) seems perfect to me. Because that's what I would want, exactly. No kids, no, like, grouchy husband, because he was grouchy. And, I mean, sorry, I love Jimmy Stewart and George's character, but he was a grouchy. Like, being a librarian who doesn't have, like, to have kids or be married, like, that just sounds perfect. But, whatever. But even if Mary, as a person, wanted to be married, like, why would she have not married Sam Wainwright, who was freaking rich? You know? But anyway, but I kind of think the movie also had this little bit of a thing where it's like, if you think about it, why wouldn't she marry Sam Wainwright? Like, I feel like the writers kind of even understood that, like, her love for George was so strong that without him, she couldn't love anybody. And that's kind of what I was talking about. So it's kind of like. I know, like, in a way, it's misogynistic to act like the worst fate for her is to never have been married. She's an old maid. Like, how old is she? Like, I think I figured it up one day and she was like 34. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she has like four kids. She's 34 years old. Like, she obviously was not very old at all. Um, and not just the actress, but like, the, I mean, She's gorgeous. Like, oh yeah, she looks so old. Like, why would she be less attractive if she was not married? Like, that's not a thing. Why would she need glasses? I just... Anyway. <sighs> that's so misogynistic, but still. It's it's funny to talk about. It. It's like, really? Why would she need glasses suddenly? Because George doesn't exist. That doesn't make any sense. And an old maid? Like, really? She's like 34. Like, come on. And, like, the character herself is actually, like, 34. Like, George is older than her, obviously. He's, like, a few years older than her. Not in, like, a bad way, but, like, he's only, like... He was getting ready to go to college. She was graduating high school. She was 18, and he was, like... I don't know, 21 or something. It's not bad for that time period (laughs) that they... (laughs) And and they also made sure that, like, he wasn't interested in her until she turned 18. Like, their first, like, actual date, kind of, like, where they got to know each other at the dance, she was 18. So, it wasn't until she was 18 that he actually became interested in her. So, good for the movie on that point. <laughs> um, But he was trying to go off to college. But he had been working at his father's store for, like, some years <laughs> Uh, before, to wait so his brother could start working there so that he could go off to college. Like, I don't know, but it, it could have been like t- a couple years because he was just waiting for his brother Harry to graduate high school. Um, and then, you know, that's, Harry went to college instead and it's just all this stuff. But anyway. So, <laughs> Anyway, I've talked about that movie some, but I'm not sure, like, that's on my list that I have to talk about. Um, freaking love Christmas movies, but like, you know, like I said, there's different categories, just like realistic ones. I don't like most of the ones where it's like about Santa Claus being real. It doesn't make any sense. It's like if, if Santa Claus is real in these movies and he does actually bring kids presents and the parents of these kids are like, Santa Claus is not real. It's like, where do you think these gifts are coming from? Like, presents just appear that you've never seen before. And you don't believe them. It's like, if things were just appearing in my house, I would have to be like, okay, maybe you're onto something. I don't know where these came from. Like, where do you think this stuff is coming from? (laughs) If you don't... Like... Anyway. I don't... I don't know. Like... It would make more sense if the movies had like most of the gifts from on Christmas are from their parents. And there's just like one from Santa each year. Like he only brings each kid one present. (laughs) And the parents could be like it doesn't have like a tag as who it's from. So maybe they're like oh maybe your grandma sent that. You know what I mean? But it's like every single kid gets one mysterious present from a total stranger you don't know where it's from. And the parents are like I don't believe in Santa Claus. Like (laughs) why would you not if that's actually happening like where do you think that extra you know even if that was the case where do you think that gift is coming from but usually it's like all of them are from Santa Claus and they wake up and they're like where did all these gifts come from and the kids are like Santa's real and they're like no and it's like usually they're like oh wow he is because they see the presence but I'm like hasn't this happened before like what are you doing all the previous years like (laughs) I just I I don't know It's just, it's an obvious problem, but anyway, I usually don't like those. I have I started watching Noel with like, Anna Kendrick because I just like her and uh, she's literally the only reason I'm watching it. I watched it for like, part of it, but then like, I had to stop for some reason. (laughs) It was like the other day, so I haven't finished it yet. And obviously, I watched like. The Frozen, like Olaf's Christmas and silly little things like that. But um, actually what I've been watching, I watched the entire like series of the Royals. (sighs) Because it's based on the book Falling for Hamlet, which is based on Hamlet the play. And um, oh my gosh, the show is good. It's not exactly much like the book. I mean, I can definitely see that it is the book, but like, because Liam is like basically Hamlet. Um, they changed a lot for the show because the book falling for Hamlet is literally just Hamlet, you know, um, there's like barely any changes. I mean, the way they talk is modern and stuff, but it's modernized. But other than that, it is everything that happens pretty much is Hamlet, but, um, it's more from Olivia's, Olivia. Why do I keep calling her Olivia? I've done this like several times. Ophelia. <laughs> um Falling well, for Hamlet is from Ophelia's perspective, and it has a lot more of her in it. And I'm like, this is better. Like, this is, it is better from her perspective, honestly, kind of. But, um, it's not just that it's modernized. It's that, she, you know, which Hamlet is not really from Hamlet's perspective. Technically. I mean, the point of view is the audience. You know what I mean? It's third person. So, um, which... I think falling for him in the third person too. But we see more of Olivia's. Yep. I did it again. Ophelia's life. You know, it would make sense if like. They changed her name to Olivia for the show. Because they changed a lot of people's names in the show. But they didn't. Her name was Ophelia in the show. I guess it's because. You know, Olivia is more. a Common O name. (laughs) Or something. But anyway. The book was amazing. I fell in love with the book. It's just... and Liam obviously is their version of Hamlet in the show. And he's amazing. And like that book and that show made me like him a lot more. Um and it's just they added a bunch of characters and changed a lot of things for the show, but it's really good. Um, it's not as serious. Maybe the first the first season's kinda of more serious and then it kind of gets more silly but it's fun you know and uh yeah some of the same stuff doesn't happen like you know obviously I knew like some of the stuff that was gonna happen I'm like I'm not surprised by this cause this is Hamlet you know but some of the stuff was a little different but anyway ugh I watched The Royals, the show, and i recommend it. It ended, like, kind of on a cliffhanger. I wish I knew what the heck was gonna happen. Or was supposed to happen. But they just ended it on, like, cliffhanger. And they never came back for season five, so I'm like, this sucks. And then I watched, like, the first nine episodes of Ghosts. Like, the sitcom. Uh, I didn't know if there was gonna be a new episode. It's actually on tonight, but... Anyway, I'm excited that there's more episodes because I watched all nine of them in one day. <laughs> I watched nine episodes in one day yesterday, which actually they're 20 minutes long, so it's like that's three hours. <laughs> I didn't like, I didn't watch them all at once. I just like watched them throughout the day, and it, the, it was just three hours. So anyway, um, that's really good and funny and. I recommend it, too. Ghosts. But, um, they're not, like, Mr. Robot level. That's, like, my standard now. It's, like, nothing really is, but they're not even, like, you know, up there. But I kind of like the Royals a lot. Like, it, I kind of miss those characters, you know? I got into it more than I thought I was going to. I started kind of to try to watch Fleabag, but... I couldn't get into it at first and I don't know if I'm going to try it again but we'll see. (laughs) It just seems kind of depressing and I just want to watch Christmas stuff and be cheerful but anyway I'm going to do a poll. I'm going to pick out some movies to have for this and I'm going to be covering one Christmas movie and that's going to be the next podcast and um it'll be one of the ones from the list that I just talked about but um (laughs) in a good way. <laughs> None of the ones I dissed. But anyway. Um running out of time here and I'm glad to get this done because I've been trying to get some things done and things keep getting in my way. And uh yeah. And next time I'm gonna have to remember to tell you guys this funny story. I'm running out of time but there's a funny story about my dog <laughs> um I'll probably just tell it on Facebook. So, if you want to hear a funny story about my dog, go to my Facebook. And, um, my personal Facebook. It'll be there. (laughs) If you don't want to hear it, that's fine. But anyway. That's it for now. Um, next time... I'll be talking about one Christmas movie. I'll be watching it and talking about it as I watch it. It's gonna be that kind of thing. (laughs) And, um... I wish I could do more, but it's like, hey, maybe next year. You know what I mean? Like, I always have next year, so hopefully. (laughs) But, you know. Anyway. We'll do one this year, and I'll pick a different one next year, and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, and like Mr. Robot, that's a Christmas movie. Season four is a Christmas movie. Um, It is. But anyway. I always got to mention Mr. Robot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. Since, uh. I talked a lot about It's a Wonderful Life, so. I'm not going to do an impression. I'm not going to do it. But more end this on a quote. What do you want, Mary? Do you want the moon? Just give me the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down for you. But actually, my favorite quote from that kind of is like him saying all that. And he's like, do you want the moon? And he's like, well, it's yours. He actually, it's yours. And she's like, I'll take it. <laughs> like, just, I love, I love that. But anyway, yeah, that's it. <laughs> See you guys next time.